It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. It's National Early Signing Day. The window is open early this morning as BYU starts gathering signatures of both high school and junior college prospects. They'll also announce, I'm sure, a bevy of return missionaries as well. They'll be rejoining the program. We'll talk about some of the guys I'm excited to see in a BYU uniform, despite some of them maybe not seeing the field for the next two or three years. We'll break that down. We'll also catch up with BYU senior wide receiver Aleva Hifo, a member of Kalani Sitake's first recruiting class back in 2016. I'll talk a little bit about that, as well as the preparations for the Hawaii Bowl a week from yesterday. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. Today's show brought to you our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends over at Breaking Tea, a new sponsor. We'll tell you about them here in just a little bit as as well. So with all that out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for December 18th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, all focused on BYU, with us here on Locked On Cougars. Uh, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news, notes, and also the insider information, as well as exclusive conversations that you cannot find anywhere else. We aim just to be make you the smartest BYU fan in the room, essentially. That's, that's our goal, is to have you guys, when you're talking with your family, and friends, especially this time of year, a lot of family parties going on, etc., getting together with extended family. When you're talking BYU sports, well, this podcast, our goal is for you to be sitting there and everybody's thinking, how's this guy so smart? That's what we aim to be each and every day with this podcast. So let's kick things off today talking about the early signing period in college football. It was implemented two years ago where there was a three-day window in mid to late December where athletes, both high school and junior college, can sign with the collegiate program that they have committed to. Some guys will enroll mid-year, most of the time junior college transfers. In the case of BYU, you can add in guys who have returned from missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Not very many high school uh, jumps to mid-year enrollees at BYU much anymore. Zach Wilson is the last one that I can recall doing it. I'm not sure if anybody else has done it in recent memory outside of him. But uh, BYU, I think they're going to put together a solid, albeit unspectacular, class once again. Last year, BYU ranked number 81 out of 130 teams according to the 24-7 composite rankings for programs with their recruiting classes. As it stands right now, BYU is currently ranked 77th nationally, so an uptick a little bit in the national rankings, but a far cry from what BYU fans would probably hope for to maybe put together top 50 classes under Kalani Satake. 
I'll, I'll admit this straight up front. BYU is always going to lag behind some of the other uh, G5 powers and P5 middle tier programs in terms of the national recruiting rankings because BYU has a lot of guys going on missions and they're recruiting underdeveloped guys who they're betting on that they can develop with their development program. I know it's a big word salad there, but... I think that uh, BYU's goal is to take guys who maybe are a fringe uh, three, four-star prospect or clearly three-star prospects and bet, you know what, we can get them in here. They have the requisite size, length, the athleticism, the speed. They have something that we can work with to make them a legit contributor at the D1 level, and that's what BYU's betting on. They also are working against uh, multiple other programs where the academic requirements aren't as stringent as BYU. Uh, BYU's academic requirements to get into school are notching up on or they're not notching up they're they're kind of coming up on being the same level as a Stanford or an Ivy League school albeit without the national reputation that those other schools carry. I'm not saying that BYU doesn't have a quality education. I'm a proud graduate of Brigham Young University, and I have no problem stating that. I'm just saying the the national reputation of a Stanford or an Ivy League school is different than BYU, and the getting guys into school at BYU is becoming tougher and tougher. So BYU coaches, they're having to be even more thorough in res- researching these athletes. Are they good to go academically? Can they live the honor code that BYU espouses for all of their students? Can they come in and contribute to a high-level G5 slash fringe P5 program on a daily basis? It's such a narrow uh, recruiting sphere to go through for BYU. It's such a narrow net that they can scoop guys up with, or such a small net they can scoop guys up with, that they've got to nail their evaluations and make sure these guys are able to contribute. I think that this class for BYU has a number of guys that me personally, just watching their film, has me excited to see them in BYU uniforms. I think there are guys that I really like in Booty Schoonover from American Fork High School. He's actually currently the highest rated commit for BYU in their recruiting class with a composite rating of 84.8452, excuse me, according to 24-7 Sports. He is 89th nationally at his position. He's the ninth rated recruit in the state of Utah, and he's got a number of P5 programs circling around. I'd with and one other thing before we get, dive more into these players, BYU today in terms of announcements for these high school guys, don't expect to see a lot of them from BYU. You'll probably see guys announcing on their own social media that they have signed with the Cougars. But BYU is going to hold off on celebrating the signatures of most of the high school prospects they're going to sign until February when actual National Signing Day comes in early February. So don't expect to see a lot of fanfare from BYU's social media accounts today. I could be wrong about that, but I just don't expect them to announce a ton. But getting back to it, so guys like Booty Sconover, I really like him from American Fork High School. A running back coming in from Texas that I'm excited to see, and say what you will about white running backs, but Bruce Garrett... I'm excited to see him in a BYU uniform. He's from Pleasant Grove High School in Texarkana, Texas. 5'10", 190-pound athlete, and he's the fourth-rated recruit in BYU's recruiting class currently, and I'm excited to see him in a BYU uniform because I think he has all the talent in the world to be an impact player. And not being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he was a big-time fine for BYU because once he committed to the Cougars, he shut it all down. He never really 
entertain any more offers. He was all locked in with BYU. I'm excited to see what he can do in a BYU uniform. Some other guys that I think are flying under the radar include guys like Ace Kafusi, a outside linebacker slash safety prospect from Kahuku High School. I don't think you can go wrong recruiting guys from the Red Raiders program out there on Oahu. Of course, the last name Kalfusi makes you think, okay, this guy can contribute because most of the Kafusis who have come to BYU in recent memory, think of guys like Bronson and Corbin, Isaiah Kafusi. They've all been high-level contributors. Ace Kafusi will look to continue to do that out of Kahuku High School. Uh, junior college prospect I'm excited to see, and having read his story, and if you guys haven't read this, go to the Deseret News, go to Des- Deseret.com or DeseretNews.com. Read Brandon Gurney's piece on Christopher Jackson. He's a junior college transfer from Mount San Antonio College in Walnut, California. A kid who I think has got a great story just in terms of overcoming hardship, all the different things he's had to deal with in his life during high school. He's now a contributor coming out of the junior college ranks, and I think he has all of the requisite speed and ability to be that deep threat that BYU's been lacking in their passing game. I know that we've said that multiple times about multiple guys in BYU recruiting classes, but it sounds like Christopher Jackson very much locked in here. Good size, six foot 180 pounds. His uh, 100 meter dash is under 11 seconds, so he has the speed to take the top off a of defense. And he'll be a mid-year enrollee. He's a guy you'll probably see announced on social media from BYU officially today, amongst the few that they probably actually will announce. But I'm excited to see what Christopher Jackson can do. And a guy that we talked about yesterday, after I've watched more film on him, Micah Harper. Man, I get that the comparisons they've given to him are Diane Gonwoluku. I don't think they're completely unfounded. He's an athlete, a guy who can really play, can play multiple positions, similar to Diane Gonwoloku. If he can come in and have the impact that Diane Gonwoloku has had in BYU's program, as I mentioned earlier this week, I think it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun uh, career to see what happens with Micah Harper out of Basha High School there in Chandler, Arizona. One other name for you guys that I personally am excited for a guy that I think is flying under the radar. Is, okay, I'll call him my dark horse recruit that I think is going to be a breakout player for BYU at some point in his career. Is Isaiah Perez from Othello, Washington, six foot three, two hundred and forty pound athlete. Expected to play defensive line, defensive end for BYU. And I have to say, watching his film, he is severely underrated, I feel like. He committed early on in the process. He committed this past March. A three-star prospect, according to 24-7 Sports. Right kind of on that two-slash-three-star fringe is Perez. But... I watch his film, and I feel like he is an impact player at this next level once he develops a little bit. I know that six foot three, 240 screams, okay, he has the requisite size. Most of these numbers are a little bit inflated for each of these prospects, but I think Isaiah Perez, I think he is a guy that just my personal feeling, watching him on film, I think he has all of the ability to be an impact player for BYU. And obviously, it'll take time for him to actually show what he can do. I'm not sure if he has mission plans, etc. But I think he has the requisite ability and the athleticism to be a guy that shocks people once he gets on the field for the Cougars, uh, barring injuries, obviously, and all the different things that can come up. But I think Isaiah Perez is kind of my personal dark horse recruit, I'll call him, one of the lower rated recruits in BYU's recruiting class. But I'm excited to see what he can do in a BYU uniform. Spent a lot of time talking recruiting here, obviously. We'll talk a little bit more about it as the week progresses. Hoping to have some guys on who cover it a little closer than I do to talk about this recruiting class. But 
it should be fun. I, I'm excited this time of year. Recruiting is the lifeblood of any program. BYU has their work cut out for them, like I said, in terms of evaluating these prospects. And the 22 guys they have committed right now, I think all of them, they have passed multiple evaluations from BYU coaches because, like I said, the coaches have to evaluate if you guys are academically able to gonna they're able to hang at, at an academic institution like BYU. Are they able to play at a high level? Are they able to live the honor code? They've passed all of those tests so far, and I'm excited to see them in BYU uniforms and wish them nothing but the best as the next kind of phase of their career in football takes place as they join the BYU football program. All right, we'll come back on the other side. We're going to talk with a current BYU player, a guy who was in Kalani Satake's first recruiting class, Aleva Hifo. Had a great chance to catch up with him after practice earlier this week, get some of his thoughts on being part of Kalani's first recruiting class, his preparations for his final game in a BYU uniform, and a whole lot more. So we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, if you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams passionate moments so think of great plays in BYU football history or whatever team you support they have t-shirts for that they're great for all fans go to breakingtea.com slash locked on then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts that's once again breakingtea.com slash locked on the NCAA tournament is almost here And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Had a great chance to talk with Leva Hifo earlier this week after practice for BYU, a guy who's been just a steady contributor throughout his career to BYU and really has broken out the last two years. And I feel like Leva is going to be a guy who probably gets a training camp invite from an NFL team. I don't expect him to get drafted, but if he goes out and has a crazy pro day, etc., there's always that opportunity. But he's getting ready for his final game in a BYU uniform. And Leva, a guy who dreamed of coming to BYU as a young man, has lived his dream as a BYU Cougar. Had a chance to catch up with him, talk a lot about being part of Kalani Satake's first recruiting class, what his thoughts are on playing for Coach Satake, and also the preparations for the Hawaii Bowl as the Cougars get ready to face off against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. So without further ado, here is my one-on-one exclusive conversation with Leva Hifo from earlier this week, right here on Locked On Cougars. Obviously, this is your final game strapping up in a BYU uniform. What have kind of your emotions been as you guys prepare for this final game? Uh, definitely, it makes me think back on the last the last three years I've been here. Um, went by really quick. Now that I think about it, um, there's a lot of things I could have done differently. But going to this game, I just want to make sure that I'm giving my best to this team going out like that. And not how I want to be remembered, but how I want to remember this game overall, uh, especially from an offense standpoint and receivers as well. I want to make sure that I'm finishing this game and doing all that I can and leave, leaving kind of a mark on the young receivers and making sure that we go out with the win and, and ending on a good note for their season next year. So it's, it's a huge one. Your wide receiving core is one of the groups that's being hit hit hardest, excuse me, by graduation through you guys are seniors. What have kind of your guys' relationship been with Talon and these guys, the senior group? 
Yeah, so our, our coach, he had us kind of speak about you know, kind of our journey here in the last last four or five years. And uh, me, Talon, and Micah, we, we kind of sat and realized that we, we've been through a lot. Uh, coaching staffs, um, positions, and uh, playing time, and where the, however our role was as, as offensive unit. And for us to finally, not finally leave, but just to leave now, it, it, it's kind of sad. Uh, we've been through a lot with, with, with me, Micah, and Talon. So it, it's going to be definitely one that we're going to try to make, make worth for this, this next game. What's it been like working with like a guy like Fessy? Oh, very good. Um, a guy who, who who was once a player, someone who understands as well, coming from a, a player's perspective, and someone who knows when to be serious and when not to be serious. And we kind of have that relationship with him where we have, he has our respect and we have his respect. And I think that goes a long way for coach to develop a relationship with these players. And not only through football, but later on in our future, we'll be able to hit him up and say, like, hey, we're doing good. Like, you know, let's go grab, grab some food or something like that. We have that relationship with him. And the other seniors can, can attest to that too as well. I want to ask you about Kalani, obviously. You, you've been here the entire time yeah. he's been here. What's it been like to watch him progress as a head coach? It's been good. So my class, the 2016 class, is officially his first yeah. class since in uh, that 2016 season. So it's been good to be with him and see the changes he's made and see the impact, most of all, the, the impact he's made on his players. Mm-hmm. And the guys the guys on this team all know that we, can, we all have the relationship with Kalani as well. Mm-hmm. Someone who's a player's coach, someone who loves us, someone who understands us more than just football players and, and loves our families as well. Galani's just that type of person. That's why we're so happy to see him get his contract extension because we know that he's definitely the guy for this job. What were your emotions when you found out about the extension? Oh, we're all, we're all happy for him. That's, that, that's a big thing for us seniors. Um, a lot of us know and realize that we can't really see our program under a new guy. And, and a lot of people, despite despite our records sometimes, but it's, it's, it's just beginning for him. So it's good for him to understand that he has his guys and he has a respect of his players as well. And he, he knows that, that we'll, we'll go through a brick wall for him. And that's the biggest thing. And for us to understand that we have a guy that's leading us and someone who we, who we want to play for, it makes a big difference. And I know Kalina is going to keep continue to make changes for the better. Where this might be an interesting question to ask you, but where has he impacted you the most personally? As a person, definitely. Okay. Um, football, that, that stuff all comes and goes, and, and and those are some lessons that I can learn while playing football. But as a person, he's made me understand that we we are not just football players, and beyond that, to cherish our families, the ones we love, and those who have sacrificed so much for us to be in this position and to represent the name on our back. That's the biggest thing that I've learned from Kalani. Is from a player's perspective, is more on the personal side, um, not as a football player. It's more of the off-field stuff and understanding that that we can we can do things with our lives and it doesn't have to be through football whether it is through football we've we've continued and and try to build on the platform that we've kind of gained the small one here and so from Kalani's perspective and what he's trying to teach this team uh, it's big and it's definitely life's lessons that you want to continue to improve on in the future and ones that you want to carry with you for the rest of your life so that's very huge get you out of here on this what are your emotions going into this game facing off against Hawaii on their home turf it's going to be a huge one. They came to Profile last year undefeated. Um, there's been a long time rivalry between BYU and Utah when BYU and Hawaii when, sorry. Big rivalry either way. Yeah, yeah. rivalry uh, <laughs> since when BYU is in the Mountain West. There's a lot of members on the island. Uh, we want to continue off this uh, this season with, with one more win than last year. So some of these things are huge going to this game and the emotions are definitely high because Hawaii is not just going to roll over. They're a lot better team than they were last year. They're going to play physical on both ends of the ball. They're going to put up points. So for us, we have to make sure that we show up just as excited as them and considering they kind of have a home field advantage and that's going to be huge for them. So we have to be able to manage that, manage our emotions on the field and just overall just end the year on a good note. 
Leva, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, there you go, Leva Hifo, and you heard him say that it is a home field advantage for Hawaii to face off against them there at Aloha Stadium, and of course the home stadium for the Rainbow Warriors. But Aleva's a guy who I have always enjoyed talking to. He's always been thoughtful in his responses. Not a guy who ever blows off media responsibilities. There are a number of guys who would pass on all the opportunities, the opportunities or requests that they're given to them. But Aleva has never shirked uh, giving an interview to a media member that I am aware of, and I've always appreciated that about him. And it was good to hear from him that Kalani Satake he feels like is the right guy to lead BYU on into the future. I get that there's a lot of angst regarding that contract extension, the way it was announced, when it was announced, if it affected BYU going into that San Diego State game, all the different things. We heard Aleva Hifo say, this guy, he's he's a great man, and that's exactly what I b- believe Kalani Sitake is, a great man. And this recruiting class that Aleva was part of, that 2016 recruiting class, They've been a big-time contributors up and down the board in that class. And obviously, with this new recruiting class coming in, the quote-unquote 2020 recruiting class, they'll have a lot to live up to. But Aleva Hifo and his fellow classmates in the 2020 class, also some of them in the 2015 class, like Micah Simon, etc., Bronco Mendenhall's final recruiting class. They've all contributed in different ways and wishing them nothing but the best going forward. Now you get ready for their final game in BYU uniforms, and it's an exciting time to go out to Hawaii. I think it's going to be great weather, obviously, out there on the islands. It's a fun place to go. It's better than going to Boise like BYU was in last year. You'd rather go to a warm-weather destination to play a bowl game than a cold-weather destination, and I wish them nothing but the best of luck as they get ready for it. We'll be back out of practice today getting more conversations, insights, and we'll make sure to pass anything that we learn on to you guys as we get ready for that game next Tuesday night in the islands at Aloha Stadium. But once again, thanks to Aleva Hifo. It was great to catch up with him. Always good to talk with that young man. I'm looking forward to seeing what what is next in his BYU career and also just in terms of what it is in his football career going forward. If it's at the NFL level, if he decides to go on and do other things, regardless of whatever it is, I feel like Aleva Hifo is going to be a successful man in his life. I think he's got the great great perspective and a great outlook on life and obviously he now has a cousin or a family member essentially a brother to him in in Sione Taki Taki for the Cleveland Browns who can help kind of guide him through the transition from the college to pro game as Sione is going through his rookie season there in Cleveland so should be an interesting transition for Aleva Hifo and of course we'll track all of that for you guys as we get closer to pro days and the like. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Another BYU program rated in the top 20 in terms of their recruiting class. We'll talk about that before we do that, though. A reminder for you guys that Deseret First Credit Union is the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars. They share a faith-based bond with all of their members, but they're also celebrating the unique goals and passions of those members currently. They're asking everybody right now, what's your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save money and help fund that passion project? Project. I was talking to a guy the other day who asked me about Deseret First Credit Union, asked me, well, do you think they could help me save some money so I can travel to more BYU football away games? I'm like, sure, why not? Give them a call. You can check it out. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything with rates still low. Now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket, guys. That's the biggest thing about it. They want to put more money back into your pocket to fund whatever you like to do, regardless if it's going to away football games like I was talking with that man the other day, or if you like to just to read, do you like to fly fish, whatever it is. 
with no cost refinance from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate right now, guys. Still in the threes. It's fantastic rates right now for absolutely nothing and potentially, listen to this, save up to hundreds of dollars a month. You heard me right, hundreds. The Deseret First Credit Union Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're looking for your dream home, you've got investment properties, regardless of whatever you got going on in your life, they're ready to help you. Give them a call, 801-456-7070 or visit DFC com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, I teased that another program in the BYU Athletic Department has a top 20 recruiting class, and that is the BYU Baseball Program. Their 2019 recruiting class has been named the 16th best in the nation by D1Baseball.com. It's their second ranking for the Cougars recruiting class after being ranked 25th in the nation by Baseball America earlier this offseason. Nathan Rode from D1 Baseball said this is the lone mid-major on the list. says BYU brings in its best class in program history one that could help the Cougars return to a regional for the first time since 2017, especially considering its strength in pitching. The collection of arms should make an instant impact next spring. I think that's fantastic to hear that BYU is the lone mid-major on this list and to be in the top 20, near top 15. Congratulations to the BYU baseball program. I think that they've got a lot of talent coming in. Uh, Cy Nielsen is a local prospect who I really liked watching at the prep ranks and cool to see them ranked as highly as they are and best of luck to Mike Littlewood and his program as they get ready for the upcoming season. It opens up on Valentine's Day, February 14th against WCC foe Gonzaga in Surprise, Arizona. A couple of notes for you before we go today is that women's soccer Alyssa Jefferson, Michaela Coulihan, Elise Flake, and Lizzie Braby were named to the United Soccer Coaches Scholar All-West Region teams. That was announced yesterday. Jefferson, Coulihan, and Flake were named to the first team while Braby garnered third team honor. So congratulations to all four of those athletes and that's not the only other honor that uh, Elise Flake added senior Elise Flake was also named to the West Coast Conference all academic team that was announced yesterday she was one of 11 players selected to the all academic team she had previously been named honorable mention in 2017 and 2018 Uh, and she's just a fantastic athlete there's a lot of players on this list with 4.0 GPAs 3.93 Elise Flake she's a senior with a a GPA of 3.54 in family life studies and congratulations to her on making uh, the all academic team BYU had a number of other athletes all academic honorable mention including Lizzie Braby Ella Bellastat Michaela Coulihan Sabrina Davis Josie Gwynn Alyssa Jefferson Rachel Lyman and McKaylee Moore so congratulations to all the honorable mention honorees, but most of all, going to Elise Flake for her getting it done on the field and in the classroom for BYU. 
All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. May sit down and do a special signing day recap later today. If not, we'll have that on tomorrow's show as we kind of recap guys who have signed, etc., that we learn about during the early signing period that takes place today through Friday. We'll have it all covered for you right here on your daily podcast, all covering BYU. Please follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. Follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, if you want to drop the show a note via email, you like to advertise with this, you've got a question, a concern, a comment, please drop us a note, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. And also make sure to follow the Locked On College Sports Twitter feed as well. New Twitter feed they've been launching. It's highlighting a lot of the different podcasts on the network college-wise, and I encourage you guys to follow that as well. All right, we will talk to you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 18th, 2019. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.